0: Hello everyone and welcome to uh, So What Happens Next, Small Screens. I am one of your hosts, Sir Thomas.
1: And I'm Lady Amber.
0: And this week for our Knights of November Marathon, we went ahead and Amber, how are you doing today?
1: Doing good. How about yourself?
0: Doing not too shabby, personally. Uh, a Knight's Tale, huh? You know, we—you've. This is the first time you've ever seen this movie, right? Yep. Yeah. So I've seen this movie a ton. I remember growing up with this movie. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? You know, straight out the gate. What What were you thinking? You know, of Knight's
1: Tale. I thought it was pretty cool like with the music mm-hmm. first of all the music is pretty because i thought it was going to be the typical you know medieval times like with the flute yeah like yeah yeah stuff going on but it was actually like playing music from queen yeah and this movie other has a famous artists. Yeah, yeah it was pretty like i guess relevant to us probably not to the times of course because they no. didn't have like a guitar and shit like that so
0: well i think that's one of the cool things about this movie i was reading while we were watching it, um, the director specifically wanted to use that music to like effectively show the audience, "Hey, this is what the flutes and trumpets and shit of that medieval time—that's what that music was to those people, right? It was, you know, the trumpet sounding as the knights entered the little jousting ring or whatever they call it. That was we will rock." Their hype music, like watching these people get all hyped up and cheering when they hear the trumpets playing. That was the shit you hear like a football game, you know. That was a DJ Khaled kind of moment. So, I don't know that was watching it with that in mind, like really changed this movie and made me appreciate it more. Uh, I personally really liked this movie. It, I really liked it when I was growing up. Like, I always thought it was just kind of a fun, cool movie. Watching it again, though, god, this movie has no right to be as good as it is. Like, it. There is no reason this movie should be this good in my opinion. But more about that in a few minutes. Let's talk about A Knight's Tale, which we'll start with the absolutely killer cast in this movie. Uh, It's starring the uh, late Heath Ledger, most notably the Joker uh, from the Dark Knight Christopher Nolan film. I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you a stranger. Uh, Alan Tudyk, of. I always think of him from Firefly, but I mean, the guy's been in tons of stuff. He was also the chicken in Moana, <laughs> um, <laughs> as well as the. Uh, was it K2SO? I think is the robot's name. The droid's name in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. He was like the businessman and big hero six he's he's done a ton of yeah. shit i mean he's in all kinds of stuff i think his latest thing is like resident alien or whatever it is he's in some tv show
1: ah uh, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal
0: you also have paul bettany uh vision himself is in this movie uh this movie came out in 2001 by the way guys so it's not like they're like dropping tons of money on the marvel folks or <laughs> this is this is, precedes all of that so paul bettany of uh wandavision fame really most notably. Uh, is in this movie.
1: You are familiar with the thought experiment, the ship of Theseus.
0: Bearing all. We'll get to that in a minute, too. And then out from left field is Robert Baratheon of Game of Thrones himself, Mark Addy, who I was like, the fuck? Because like, you did that, too, when we watched it. You were like, is that? And I'm like, I'm already checking. Like I already had, <laughs> I already had IMDb, but I'm like, this looks so much like it. And he looks like a baby. Like He does not look... He doesn't look like he does in the Game of Thrones show.
1: Yeah, look at those lines on your face. (laughs) (laughs) Look
0: how old you've become.
1: Look how old you've become.
0: Yeah, and you know, there's there's other people in this movie as well, Um, obviously. But let's kind of dive into the plot here. Amber, could you possibly tell me what A Knight's Tale is about?
1: So the movie kind of starts off with they're at like a jousting uh, competition, Yeah, so to speak. And when I say they I'm referring to like Alan Tudyk and Heath Ledger and um, Mark Addy. Yeah. And they're the squires of this actual knight who apparently is just dead. Yeah. Like he's laying against the tree. And at first you're like, oh, he's just like, you know, taking a nap or whatever. And they're like, no, like, I think it's Mark Addy. He's like, no, he's dead. Yeah. Like. That dude is dead.
0: I love how he says they're dead, too. Because Alan Tudyk is like, what do you mean dead? And he's just like, the light that... I think he's something along the lines of, the (laughs) light that was his life is now smothered in shite. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck?
1: And, like, Alan Tudyk, he plays, like, a really funny character. Like, just freaking crazy. And he's like, I haven't eaten in three days. And he just starts beating the shit out of this corpse. Yeah. And, of course... The knight, who the recently deceased knight, was supposed to joust mm-hmm. like in a few minutes, and yeah. the the person, I guess, the announcers, like, "Yo, like you, you need to be up already, like, come on!" And they're like, "What the fuck do we do?"
0: Yeah. And so
1: Heath Ledger comes up with the idea that he, right, will you know, go like in place of this guy, he'll do the jousting.
0: Yeah, and he wins. He wins the joust and they do this whole like silly like, oh, well, you know, I can't get my helmet off because it's all dented whoopsies. And they're like, okay, whatever. Here's your golden feather thing. And they're like, hooray. And they, you know, break it up. They pay for some food and they're about to be like, yeah, let's let's go home. And of course, Heath Ledger's like, guys, we could do this. (laughs) Like Hold on, guys. We could totally do this. We'll just go somewhere else and make up some shit and just do it. And after some convincing of Mark Addy and, and Alan Tudyk, he's like, hey, we could like eat all... You, you just want to go back to London and like fuck around. We could do this for a while and then go back to London and have more money than we could ever need. Yeah. Which is pretty dope. Uh, and, of course, they agree. And I... Uh, this intro, the beginning of this movie, because when you... The way Amber says it, she's not really skipping anything. Like, that is how this movie <laughs> starts. Is I think the first shot is like, the corpse-ified knight that they're following around. Like, it's just him leaned against a tree, dead. Yeah. And that's how we start this movie. And it does, like, this movie does such a great job of showing the characters' dynamics in the very beginning of the film. Like, Alan Tudyk, like Amber said, is playing this crazy, like, just, like, on a dime, enraged guy. Like, the second something goes wrong, dude is constantly, like, threatening to beat the shit out of people. <laughs> Whereas you have like Mark Addy's character who is like the opposite. Like he's very like methodical, he's very calm, he thinks things through. And then you have Heath Ledger who's passionate, I guess is the word I would use for him. Like he definitely isn't like anger induced like Alan Tudyk is, but he's very like oh, it's my dream, it is my desire. Like I'll do these things. He's very romantic in the more literary sense of the term.
1: And so they together just dis- decide to band together and continue going through with this, what we find out to be like a tournament. So mm-hmm. it's like a whole bunch of like jousting competitions going on right. with the best of the best. And along the way to their next competition, they run into Paul Bettney.
0: Paul Bettney's ass. Yeah. Paul Bettany's <laughs> ass. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's walking down the street, butt naked. Um, just walking down the road and they just see him and he goes hello and just keeps fucking walking and they're like dude what's wrong with yeah, you yeah like
1: bro are you okay right? <laughs>
0: and he's playing uh jeffrey chaucer of of the canterbury tales the canterbury tales author who they have no idea who he is yeah like he's like chaucer the writer da 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 and he convinces them they're like oh basically they're kind of like oh we can't read so it doesn't really do do anything for us um but he mentions that he can write he says that the tournament is stricter this year because only the nobility can like oh, do it yeah. and obviously none of these guys are nobles yeah so he says he does like was it? it's like writs of of lineage or some shit and they're like oh do you and he's like yes and they like <laughs> try to convince him that he is that instead of william thatcher heath ledger is instead
1: Sir Rick
0: von Lichtenstein. <laughs> to which he's like oh that's amazing like i'm fucking you know richard the Lionhearted. hearted out of nice to fucking meet you like he doesn't buy it for a second yeah Um, But they kind of recruit him, and he's like, you know, clothe me and feed me, and I'll write whatever the fuck you want. And so they're like, okay, cool. And, like, they bring him along on their journey. Um, And you get the bulk of the beginning of this movie. Paul Bettany is naked. Like, I even looked it up. He's legit naked. There was no sock, (laughs) modesty sock involved in this. He's just straight up slang and dong in this in the beginning of this movie for a while because yeah. he's naked again like 20 minutes yeah. later and it's it's one of those things where like hey all you MCU fans if you ever wanted to see what Vision's ass looked like well you wouldn't blame Wanda for bringing him back from the dead I'll just say that um
1: <laughs> you are familiar with the thought experiment the ship of Theseus ah
0: Go watch a night's tale, but um, and then just imagine it, I guess, in red. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so
1: Captain America has some competition. Listen,
0: if Captain America is America's ass, then like vision must be like the multiverse's ass (laughs) in this case. Like, that's the only way it works, you know. Look, it was enough for Wanda to be like, you know what, I'm going to trap all these people (laughs) in in a, a hex, whatever bubble. And then, uh, yeah, bring him back from the dead. Previous episode on Wandavision, go check it out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they go down. They they go to their first tournament, which I again I love the music in this movie, like you mentioned, Amber, because the way they do the tournament, it's like the sh- shot over the the I don't know what you call it, jousting ring, jousting yeah, field, yeah, the arena, yeah, the arena. It's called it the arena, the jousting arena, and everyone's doing the "We will rock you" thing. Like they're just like dunk, dunk, sh- dunk, dunk. Sh- and it's just you think, oh, this is just them playing We Will Rock You over this sporting event. Yeah. But it's not. It's the people in the crowd actually like pounding their fists and shit. And then We Will Rock You starts playing. And the way they kind of implement it is as it's playing, you see like the the horn player people. The horn player people stop when the music stops. So the implication is like they're playing We Will Rock You by Queen. Um, which I think I gotta I gotta just take a minute here to say again, this is how you do modern music in a fucking movie. Like if you can incorporate it in your film like that, that's dope. Don't do like a like an Ire fucking suicide squad shit or like a Zack Snyder not to rag on DC but like just just I fucking hate this like let's just put a song in the movie and like it's just there and playing constantly like the only other movie that did any kind of good was Shrek but you know what the problem is if I watch something like the Justice like the Justice League movie or any of that other shit now I'm just thinking of fucking Shrek and your movie is just Shrek to me because you're playing modern music over a movie no score or nothing just some pop song or whatever fucking hate it this movie managed to do it in a really cool way where it like integrated it into the movie without it being like it wasn't even like a cover you know it wasn't like there was a bunch of minstrels playing we will rock you on like like a bard singing whatever the fuck other
1: although show. that would have been cool
0: I think it would have been cool like once but like the whole movie it might have been a little much yeah. you know like it was like we shall we shall rock you <laughs> and just like know, <laughs> I don't need it But yeah, so they uh, go to the jousting tournament where they, this movie is deceptive too because it makes you think that this is like the final jousting tournament. Yeah. Like this is like a big deal thing. And prior to this, if I recall, we might, we glossed over it. There's a like training montage. Oh yeah. Where they're trying to get uh, William (laughs) kind of prepared because he's not great at this. He's just done it a bit. So they're like training him. Get a neat fun little training montage. I like training montages. It's cool. Like whatever. And it's funny. Like they're beating him up and shit. But he says, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up for the sword and I'm gonna sign up for the joust. Cause he's like kick ass with a sword, just just cause he just happens to be really kick ass with a sword. And so they sign up for both, and then that's when Paul Bettany that he wins. He's winning, right? Mm-hmm. Um he wins his first round. A little gets roughed up, but he wins his first round. And then that's when Paul Bettany, they reveal that he has, like, a gambling problem. And these two CD characters are, like, have him fucking naked again. And he, they're, like, he said you're good for his money. He owes us, like, fucking 50 gold pieces or something. And he's just, like, fucking God. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he's, like, yeah, yeah. You know what? If I win, I'll, I'll win and I'll pay you uh, because you have vision fucking naked again yeah and they're like we're gonna kill him or we'll cut what is yeah. it or we'll take it out of his flesh so he doesn't forget or something like that and he's like all right fine and then he rushes off to go do the sword which is fun like the sword is fun i feel like if there's one flaw in this movie it's that there wasn't more sword stuff yeah like i kind of wish they did this sword a bit more but it almost feels like the movie was like oh that would be too much because Heath ledger strip says like i'm too rushed like
1: yeah i don't
0: want to do it and they're like but You're so good at the sword. And he's like, yeah, but the jousting... And I guess this is kind of the thing, right? Jousting is like the big one. Like, sword is fun, but jousting is like the event. You win that. That's where the prestige comes from. And you kind of start getting the hint that chasing the prestige is like his thing.
1: Yeah. So, after dealing with the whole butt-naked Paul Bettany again, Mm -hmm. Heath Ledger, you know, goes about like... Basically, wandering around this village and he magically sees like this pretty girl who is obviously different from everybody else like first of all she's so clean and everybody else is like super dirty oh yeah and
0: they're doing a lot of very yeah. creative framing to make you go oh hey she's the She's the love interest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look, she's like, pretty. With face, and shots like, of yeah. her face and
1: everything. So he just like follows her like a freaking stalker and doesn't realize he just waltz into a church.
0: Yeah, because they're doing a little Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Kind
1: of and he's asking and for forward. her name and she's like, oh, why should I give you my name? Blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, well, you're the prettiest girl I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Like <laughs> something <laughs> stupid like that. And they kind of like flirt with each other before he's like ushered out by. Ushered
0: out is a way to put it. This fucking bishop yells at him for <laughs> yeah. riding the horses. How like,
1: dare you!
0: You've. What, what does he say? He says something like, you
1: desecrated. Yes. He's like. You've
0: desecrated the house of God! And he's like, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so they like usher him out. And he's just like, I'll find out what your name is. My. Right. My Fox, because she calls him...
0: Yes, that's right. (laughs) Which is a shame that of all the modern music they played in there, they did not play Foxy Lady. That would have been perfect. But yeah, because she calls him Mr. Hunter or Sir Hunter, right? Like That was the the deal.
1: And then they also realize that... After, so, after that scene, they also realize that Heath Ledger doesn't have a very good suit of armor because it's not made for his body. It's, like, busted. Yeah, and it's yeah. all busted up, too, just from that last competition. So, he's, like, walking around, and he sees this woman who's a blacksmith, which is not a common thing back then. So, he's, like oh, like, are you a blacksmith? And she's like, what What do you think I am? Like, I'm just mm. over here, like, hammering I shit. I am smithing <laughs> iron, yes. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, a woman can't be, or he, like, swindles her, basically, yeah, to all the get, other like, a lower ones. price. Right, because all the
0: other ones are like, oh, we're not doing it for free, because they don't mm-hmm. have any money. Oh,
1: that's right, yeah. And they're like, you might want
0: to try her over there, because I guess the implication is that women blacksmiths only fuck around with, like, horseshoes?
1: Oh, yeah. is
0: something he mentions. Mm -hmm. And that's when he swindles her because he says something to the effect like, oh, I didn't know you couldn't do it. She's like, why don't you think I could do it? He's like, well, those guys, all the other smiths (laughs) over there were like, oh, she can't do nothing (laughs) but horseshoe. She's fine at it, I guess. But armor? Fuck no. And so then she's like, I'll show them. And like takes the breastplate and fixes it up or something like that.
1: Yeah. And then later she like, brings the armor to him and it's like very small like compared to all the other ones because the other ones were super bulky well
0: that's when she makes him the special armor oh gotcha right Mm because she like says well she brings the busted breastplate and she's like oh if you want i can make you the greatest armor that anyone's ever had and all the guys are like fuck off and then she's just like just saying man like that armor's not made for you. And they're like, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Know? She does make it. Yeah, she makes the lighter because she says, she claims she knows how to like work the steel differently yeah. to make it lighter and, but just as durable. Yeah. And but it, of
1: course, they have to like win money in order to do that because it's at a price. Right, right. <laughs> And so
0: with the Nike fucking logos in it. Yeah. She like etches the they're like, what are these? And she's like, it's if anybody it's my mark. If anybody likes it, they know where to go. And I'm like, fucking Nike. Like what the shit (laughs) is.
1: And of course, they test it out and he doesn't feel like a thing. So he's like, good to go. Um, and of course like for this next competition he like wins and they get like a golden animal or something like that.
0: No, no he does because this is now where we introduce the villain of the film.
1: Oh Count gotcha. Avogadro
0: or whatever Adamar, Count Adamar because he has to go he doesn't win the joust. he wins the sword.
1: Oh, that's right
0: because mm-hmm. the count man is like
1: the best of the best right he's mm-hmm. super duper good yeah
0: and he's a piece of shit womanizer guy yeah he's hitting on on will's lady here and then he says he says like you can't beat me i've never been on horse or something and then they do joust and adamar wins and it pisses off william mm-hmm. and he's just like I have to, the whole the rest of the movie kind of becomes a cross between like a romance and then like a, I have to beat this count yeah. at this thing but they do win an animal because for the sword he wins this like golden
1: oh yeah
0: thing mm-hmm. and they hack it up and that's which you know what that must have been how this shit worked right they didn't just give you gold they gave you like a thing yeah and then you just smashed it up and we're like how much yeah, is this yeah and just like sell
1: it yeah, yeah to whomever and so after that, everything's pretty much going well for this troupe. And. But well,
0: Will's still pissed because he didn't win. Well, yeah. But, but yeah.
1: I mean, they're still. They have like a montage of like competitions going on. Oh, well, you and forgot about the dance. Was that after that? A- yeah,
0: because remember, he's like, we just need to go to the next tournament. Oh, that's
1: right. And, and Paul so, Bettany's
0: like, brah, we got to yeah, do the, we the have rich to, thing. Yeah, yeah, the rich thing.
1: <laughs> and so this is where the female blacksmith, like, because at first they have no idea how to dance basically I love and the so you dance. Have Mark yeah, Mark Addy that's just like what dude yeah like, yeah and, and Paul she's like, like that's yeah. yeah yeah and she's like that's not how like you dance at all mm-hmm. like let me show you and so she kind of helps them to or helps William I guess to be more presentable mm-hmm. and then <laughs> this was also my favorite part too so the girl whose name we found out is Jocelyn. Jocelyn? Jocelyn, yeah. Jocelyn. Or Jocelyn. It's,
0: it's Jocelyn. Jocelyn. It's Jocelyn. Jocelyn.
1: Yeah. Um, she, her lady. Yeah, in her, waiting, like handmaiden, yeah whatever, her handmaiden whatever. Yeah, her handmaiden. She comes and she's like, oh, my lady requests like what you'll be wearing tonight so right. that she can match. I love this Because they scene. keep talking through the handmaiden.
0: Yeah.
1: And mark addy like answers for william but as he's he's looking past the handmaiden <laughs> and he's looking at the colors of the tent yeah and, like describing same. the tent um because he doesn't really have anything to wear yeah and so that's what he ends up wearing for the party
0: he stitches together a tunic out of the the tent fabric yeah and i love it because he's like oh, it's like a pale green with little leaves on it <laughs> and a little bit of white like trim and he's just clearly staring. And then the best line of the whole thing is, like, and it's got little wooden pieces <laughs> on it. He's just like looking at the little like tie thing. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh God. And he's like, I think it'll tune up quite nicely. And so like the rest of that whole sequence, he's like sewing together yeah. his shirt. And then, yeah, you get the, the ball, which again, the music fucking fantastic. That even goes so far as to show like because they start doing like modern dancing yeah right but it's too fuck it's to a david bowie song
1: yeah
0: um i don't remember what it was but there's still like a david bowie song and they're dancing they're like dancing super modern they're dancing like like they're at a fucking high school homecoming or something <laughs> like that but it was kind of cool because again it's showing you like when you watch this movie through the scope of like oh shit this is how that translated for them back then so like David Bowie and, like, jumping around, doing the dancing. Like, that to us is what you do. Yeah. But to them, it was this, like... Because they start out doing the little, like, funky, like, holding each other's hand daintily and turning and walking and all the medieval things.
1: But they're having a ball, literally. (laughs) 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 And afterwards, isn't it just, like, they go to Paris after this? Yes.
0: Because this is where... They go to Paris, and during the first event, there was this dude who Heath Ledger met in the in the arena, mm-hmm. who he beat, or he, the dude forfeited. Yeah, and he was like, "I've never been beaten, so like, thanks for beating me." And he forfeits and leaves just before Heath Ledger would likely beat him. Yeah, we don't know who this guy is. He's just a dude.
1: Yeah,
0: it turns out that um, later. When they're like going to Paris or they get to Paris, they find out that um Count Adamar has been called back to like a war by the English royalty or something mm-hmm. like that. So he's just like MIA for the middle part of this movie. Yeah. And which pisses Heath Ledger off because he's like the whole reason I want to keep going now is the fortune and glory and beating Adamar because yeah. Like that's what's gonna prove I'm better. I'm the best, and he can't. But he just starts fucking tearing through the competition,
1: yeah. which is cool. Like winning every competition. Mm-hmm.
0: But he stops doing the sword, which I think yeah. sucks. Like it's like okay, he just starts only doing the jousting. Yeah. And I think for the for Paris, yeah, that's what isn't like it's from like Paris onward. It's kind of a. Um, well, yeah. Or maybe it's not Paris. Maybe they're just doing things. But by the time they get to Paris, right? There's mm-hmm. that. They do the bet.
1: Oh, the yeah. B team,
0: like everyone else does the bet with the Frenchman that like mm-hmm. an English, their guy is going to win the thing. And the Frenchmen are like, an English man will not be able to win this French yeah. And tournament. I love
1: Alan Tudyk. Like, he's just like, I will rip your life." <laughs> you, you
0: can't articulate. I love, and that's like why, pain. oh man, I just like, let's, let's talk. Cause I don't, I can't, I can't believe we glossed over it too. Paul Bettany's hype man speech for William, like through the whole thing, like he becomes like the announcer for William, and he's just hyping him up the whole time, the whole time, and it's it's something like you'd hear at a fucking football game, and everyone's like, not even
1: football, like wrestling. Yeah, it's very yeah.
0: (laughs) It's like the Hulk Hogan, yeah, and like he's very much like this announcer type, and it's so. Different from everyone else's guys who are like, This is the great Count Dude, and oh, he has a really big dick, which is like something <laughs> that comes up at the end randomly. Like, the Adamars and others, is like, The well endowed Count Adamar, and he like, is so proud of himself. But then Paul Benton, he's like, Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein, and everyone's like, yeah. Um, but it's great because he's so art like. Paul Bettany in this movie is very articulate, and that's like the point, and they juxtapose it so fucking well with, like, Alan Tudyk, and he's just like, because they try to threaten him, and Tudyk is like, if you fucking, in the beginning, he's like, if you fucking screw us over, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat the crap out of you, and he's like, uh-huh, and he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your entrails, and I'm gonna, uh, you know, make them, make your insides, your outsides, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pain just pain <laughs> nothing but pain like he can't figure out anything yeah. to say and everyone's like okay bud and it's great like because they they play off each other so fucking well throughout the movie i like the, i love the character dynamics in this like it's just really fucking well done kind of except for jocelyn and william like yeah. they're fine but there's some stuff that happens in this movie that's just like the fuck why Ugh,
1: so this girl
0: because <laughs> after they make the yeah. bet
1: yeah, after they make the bet, so William is like, you know, talking to this girl, his lady friend, and she's like, okay, but, and again, they're in the church once again, mm-hmm. and just shouting, which I was Ugh. just like, oh my God, like, why? And she's like, you know, if you really love me, in order to show your love for me, you have to lose in the next competition, which they just bet on. Yep. And William's like, why? Like, you know that, like, the whole point of me doing this is because I want to win. And also, like,
0: William doesn't know about the bet, which is just that's the viewer yeah. knows about the bet. Yeah. The bet, he doesn't. But
1: still, like, he's, like, not yeah. very happy about it. Like, he's like, I don't lose. Like, yeah, I won't yeah. lose. And By she's pride. like, Will, exactly. <laughs> 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 and she's like, if you love me, you'll do it. And so they start, you know, kind of screaming at each other. And again, the... I think this one was a whatever. priest or some kind of deacon or yeah, something. He's yeah, he's just like, Will you please shut up? Like, <laughs> yeah. you tell me to shut up, you shut up. Ah, how dare you tell me to shut up? Why don't you tell him to shut up? And I'm like,
0: I'm like kind of looking at it going, You know, I think he was telling both of you to shut up. Yeah. And you was like the royal, like the, the plural you here.
1: Mm-hmm. And so William leaves, and that's when he like realizes that they placed this bet. And he's like, Well, shit, guys, I can't. I have to lose. And they're like, what? And he's like, for love. And yeah. And they're just like, fuck love. Because yeah. like, <laughs> he starts losing. They're yeah. like, he just
0: sits there and lets himself get smashed by yeah. the challenge. And they're like, what
1: are you doing, William? Yeah. But yeah, he ends up losing, of course.
0: But not, a, but I guess, so what's the implication here that no one loses enough to where he's like out? Yeah. He's still in.
1: Yeah. He just loses like that round.
0: And everyone else did not great. So no one's really, yeah. like he's not kicked out.
1: But of course,
0: Jocelyn's Jocelyn's,
1: girl. Yeah, Jocelyn's girl. She comes back and she's like, "Okay, my lady requests that this time you win in order to prove your love. You will not lose the next round." Is
0: such a fucking toxic (laughs) as absolute shit relationship. So toxic. My god, like guys, this is not fucking how you you be in a relationship, gang. Like. If someone's like, hey, I know that this is your dream, but I want you to actively throw it away just to prove to me that you're you're down to clown. At least down to clown. Because they don't even like like prove your love and it's like this implication, like a Romeo and Juliet type thing. Man, that would be such a dick move. You need to be supportive of your significant other, and she's instead like, throw it away, because fuck you, throw it away. Yeah. I want you to do this thing. And this is coming off of like they kind of fake this whole beautiful poetry thing, because she doesn't come. They have a fight out of nowhere. They have yeah. a fight, and I really hate it. If there's one thing that brings this movie down, it's this scene, just before Paris, when like she's coming to all of his events, and he's getting all pissed off because Count Adamar's not there, and he's like, "All of this doesn't mean jack shit unless Adamar's here," and like, she comes up to him and starts flirting with him again, and like, yeah. To be honest, by this point in the movie, you're kind of tired of like the weird flirtatious shit. Yeah. Because it's like already established, obviously, y'all into each other. Obviously, like, this is a thing. Why are we still doing this? And he's pretty fed up with it. And he's just like, why the fuck are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And just like, it comes out of fucking nowhere, though. Like, it legit is like out of nowhere. He just like lays into her and is like, you're just, you know, fucking around with me. You don't mean any of it. And she's like, well, fuck you too like better to be a rich lady than a knight on a horse with a stick or something like that yeah with a stick yeah. yeah and i'm like okay <laughs> i mean they seem pretty equal at this point but yeah. whatever and then they write this this great letter where they use everybody's sob story relationships to like put into this letter uh paul bettany writes it up and sends it and then yeah like he can't he can't be poetic because it wasn't his words but yeah, she's like, I love you. Do the thing. Beat them for me. And then he wins, right? He beats Paris. They get a bunch of money. And they're like, okay, time to go to the big deal in London now.
1: Which London? Is where, yeah, that's where they London? go to the, the World
0: Tournament in London. <laughs> Mary someone fucking Poppins? Mary fucking Poppins.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, uh,
0: Sergeant Angel, uh, someone from London called for you. Tell him I'll call him back. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and they go, this is, like, also, this is the first sequence of, like, backstory that we get in the entire movie of, like, who William is at all. Yeah. Like, it's really weird that it takes this long to get here, but he's, like, they're all, like, man, how like how long has it been since you've been back home? Like, I guess they're all from London. Yeah. And Kate the blacksmith is, like oh, it's been, like, three years, and then Alan Tudyk's like, oh, it's been, like, four, Mark Addy's like, oh, it's been six, and, and something, like, I don't think Paul Bettany says anything or something, and then they're like, William, how long has it been for you, and he's like, it's been, like, 12 years, and it, like, flashes back to when he was, like, a child, and his dad, his broke-ass dad is like, come, William, let's stand on top of the man in the stockades and watch the knights come through town or something. And you get some speech like from his dad about how you, a man can change his stars, William. Like, okay. Uh, <laughs> and the stockade, the stockades guy's like, oh, that's a load of shite, isn't it? No, no one can change his fucking fate. Oh, you dumbass child. <laughs> Throw it all away. And they're just like, staring at him below, like, William's, like, child Williams, like, standing on the stockade. And then we flash forward. Um, I think there's another flashback later where he sees, like, when his dad sent him off to be a squire for the night or whatever. And, I don't know, they, like, I feel like this ending had a different ending. Because I could have sworn there was something else here. Okay. But we'll get to it. So, yeah, they're at the World Tournament in London, and shocking surprise... Count Adamar is back from war and is part of this one. So clearly we are doing the uh, boss fight, you know, this this round. But not before we get uh, the sequence with the low-key prince of England.
1: Yeah, Prince Henry.
0: Is it Henry or Edward? What is it? Is it Henry? Maybe it's Edward. It's the Black Prince, but he's not a black guy. They just call him the Black Prince.
1: Why? I don't know.
0: Maybe he's, like, wearing black a lot.
1: He did look pretty dark.
0: So he's been, like, trying to... Be, who turns out to be the guy that William met in the beginning, right? And he's, like... Adamar goes up against him, and then his, like, hype man books it back and is, like, whispers something in his ear. And then Adamar just fucking forfeits. Yeah. And he just doesn't do it. And you see kind of this big look of disappointment on the prince, who no one knows is a prince... Um, there he's like, oh man, and they're kind of looking at him like, what the fuck? Like, why the fuck would he do that? And then they realize, oh shit, this guy—the only reason that would happen is if this guy's like a royal. Yeah. And so up next, it's the the Edward versus our boy, Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein, and um, <laughs> he's like, yeah. Oh, we're going to, we're going to fucking, we're going to forfeit too. Paul Bettany's like, I'll go get the thing ready. And then like, he runs over to hang the white flag. And then all of a sudden, uh, William's like, fuck this shit. And just charges him and goes at it. And the dude gets that like smirk on his face (laughs) and goes at it. And I'm pretty sure William beats him.
1: Yeah, he does.
0: And he's like, I've never been beaten. Like good job. You know, basically saying like, thanks. Because why the fuck else would he be doing this if not for fun? And he's like, no one ever goes against me, and it kind of sucks ass. But like, thanks for you know, giving me that. And so, end of that shit.
1: And so, after he's won and everything, he's walking through. I forget the name of the area. Cheap town. Yeah. Cheapside. Cheapside. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it's called. Okay. And so he's walking through Cheapside, and this girl, she's like, Ah, ain't you? (laughs) (laughs) Aren't you? little oh, yeah, Malkinstein, Mikenst- yeah. what are you doing around here in Cheapside? Which and that which, was a which, horrible which ax, side? I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Cheapside is, is, hey, that's what she sounds like almost. Cheapside is a little on the nose, don't you think?
1: Yeah. Holy like, what are you doing
0: on Cheapside? I live in Cheapside because I'm, well, I'm poor. <laughs>
1: yeah. But he's just like, oh, I actually, he's like, can you keep a secret? And she's like, yeah, of course. So he gets down from his horse. He sits next to her. And he's like, I actually used to live here. No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, what, really? He's like, yeah, I actually li- used to live in that place over there or you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, that's like really cool. And he's like, yeah, actually, there used to be an old man mm-hmm. that lived over there. And he was just like, but he's probably not there anymore or something like yeah, that. Did
0: you know john Thatcher. yeah yeah
1: and she was like i do he everyone knows
0: that he's a fucking (laughs) blind man who looks out the window like a damn moron who doesn't know he's blind
1: (laughs) yeah basically that and so he realizes his father's still alive yeah he goes over there and but
0: he is blind like i'm not i was that wasn't a joke he is blind and and yeah Yeah. and so
1: he goes inside the house and there's this guy Obviously blind, mm-hmm. but he's um, making fish nets.
0: I believe that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, he's making a net. That's for yeah, sure. yeah, he's making
1: a net, and he hears William, and he's like, "Who goes there?" Yeah, and William's just like, "Oh, I'm Ulrich von Lichtenstein," mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh yes, I've heard your name ringing through yeah, the, the yeah <laughs> through or the streets of with London
0: with my super blind man hearing." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um william he starts to have like a conversation with his father and then he asks him do you remember like you know your son he's like oh my gosh like you know my son he's like yes and then he reveals like i am your son luke
0: i am (laughs) your son Oh, God, and, that can't
1: be yeah, true. They like hug it out and they just like start talking and yeah. everything. And he's his father's so happy he's become like a knight, you know? Well, which
0: is, he's a knight. Whether he's, he's become a, a knight yeah. is, is Sorry. questionable. He's a knight and he's like yeah. really
1: successful. Yeah. He's like winning all of the um, competitions.
0: But you know, they don't show him, like tell us dad, like, oh, yeah, I'm totally fucking lying. Like, yeah. Like that or his just, dad's like, cool.
1: Yeah. And so. There's like water leaking from the ceiling because this house is in pretty bad shape. And so William's just like, "Hey, I'll go fix that for your mm-hmm. pop because I am a Thatcher son." Right. And ha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Triple Entendre <laughs> or something. But of
1: course, this Count Adamar yeah. sees him like See, hang this is out, bullshit. Which I'm just like, "What are you doing on cheap no, side?" He's following him. He's oh, following
0: that's him right. because he's like he he knows that William would be a threat. So yeah. instead of just potentially losing it, he's trying to catch him on something. And he's, I guess, this is a weak part of the movie. is He's following him around and somehow, which I still don't understand, somehow between seeing William get on the roof and assumedly just go into this old man's house, he somehow is like, oh that's plenty of evidence to say that this dude is bullshit right yeah he's not really a knight and everyone's like of course that's totally reasonable
1: yeah like he made such a big assumption that may have not been right <laughs> it could have been William that some guy he knew like right. like not his father but like some guy yeah that seemed like his father Maybe like he's I don't just
0: know. being a nice dude
1: exactly but of course, like the next day, he's getting, William is getting ready for his like next competition. With Adamar. Yeah, with Adamar. Yeah. And Paul Bettany is like, okay, dude, like they're coming to arrest you. Yeah, they figured, they, yeah.
0: This is the other thing too. They asked for your patents or patents or yeah, whatever it patents. is. Yeah, patents. And I'm like, wait, is that not the same thing as the thing you made? Before?
1: Yeah, that's what I thought too, so I got kind of confused.
0: Because he's like, they asked for your patents, and they're just like, fuck. And yeah. I'm like, wait, but you had him write a thingy. Like, was that not the I don't understand. Why couldn't Paul <laughs> Bettany just fake the fucking document again? I
1: know. But I guess like there was nothing that could be done. They were yeah. going to come and arrest him, the Royal Guard.
0: And everyone's like, run away. Yeah.
1: And even uh his sweetheart is like, just please run and I'll run with you. Very Romeo and like Julia Very like, style. But,
0: but he's he has like, a point. Yeah. Because she's like, I'll just go with you. Like, love is for poor people. Yeah. So let's be poor people. And yeah. he's like, we'd have to like, you know, live in a hut with the fucking pigs when the winter comes. And she's like, I don't give a shit. And he's like, this is a world you don't even know. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a fair point. Like nice twist on the romeo and juliet thing to be honest because like it's a little absurd the whole like run away with me and we'll live in squalor but be in love it's like yeah but you'll die because this is medieval times and like you'll get the plague or some shit like
1: and so he goes out in style basically and gets arrested they put him in those weird like stockades yeah stockades and like adamar actually beats him up like in jail like, oh yeah, they yeah. first put
0: him in like a jail cell, and Adamar because Adamar's whole thing is you have been weighed, you have been measured, and you have been found <laughs> wanting. And he he says this as he's like beating the shit out of William. Yeah, and then they put him in. The yeah, stockade. they
1: sentence him to the stockards. Stockard stock, 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 yeah, stockyards. Stockyards. Yeah, I guess that's
0: a stockyard, stockades. Okay. I don't stockades.
1: know. And he's like there you know and he's got his friends protecting him from the crazy mob he's
0: throwing shit at of yeah. little fucking there's a, there's a scene oh man we glossed over this too there's a scene when he's entering London where like he has the, it's a cool cut because like someone passes like a flag passes in front of him and there's a kid yeah. sitting on top of the stockades just like William when he was little and when the flag crosses William the camera's view that kid is replaced with kid William and William's like whoa and then like, like I'm home, holy shit. And then it changes back to the kid, he gives him a thumbs up. Then this little shithead runs <laughs> up with like, I think it's like a, to, it can't be a tomato, but some piece of like fucking fruit or vegetable. Yeah. And like, right, point, blank, just smashes it into Heath Ledger's face. And then like, ha 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 ha, and runs back to the crowd. And everyone's like, yay, go you little shit face kid. Like, good for you. And then, yeah, everyone's like, oh, I will beat the fucking shit out of him for you. For your will And they're all like guarding him.
1: Yeah, and then out of nowhere appears the prince.
0: Oh, not even out of nowhere! Just
1: goes (laughs) dead silent. With
0: the hood, it's like him and two other guys are like hooded figures, and they just dramatically throw their hoods back. It's like da 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 da. Yeah,
1: and he's basically like, "I'm going to repay you for the kindness that you Mm -hmm. showed me by." Well, he says like
0: your men love you no matter what yeah. and if i knew nothing else about you that'd be enough for me yeah and they're like okay
1: yeah and he's
0: like i got your back bro like
1: and then he's just like release this man and yeah. they release him and then he's like i will knight you and he Ledger's like oh like <laughs> right <laughs> still- which
0: he gives the most bulls so okay this is the thing i was saying before i thought this movie ended differently and maybe the dvd copy at my mom's house is different than the version on netflix <laughs> i don't fucking know but in this scene, Edward says, My personal historians have found that this man is like a direct descendant of an ancient royal line. And he's like, Oh, that's and that, right. yeah. He's like, And that's from me. And everyone's kind of like, This is bullshit. My word is God. Right? <laughs> and everyone's like, This is bullshit, but you're the prince. So what you say fucking goes. And then, yeah, he knights him as a knight and he's like so you're going to go kick Adamar's ass now like i you know i'm the prince this is it's a tournament for him yeah. it turns out so he's like you better go fucking kick this guy's ass because like i want a good final you know finale to my show the uh, i could have i mean it's been years since i've seen this movie till now i could have fucking sworn that it was some kind of scene where where will's dad is like dying or something and will is like, Dad, don't die. And he he tells William, this is after like William gets kicked out of the thing or something, he tells William, like, no, your mom or me or some shit was some kind of royal person. And, like, you're actually legitimately royal. It's, like, just as bullshit, but there was, like, a whole... I could have sworn there was, like, a whole thing where he's, like, either his mom was royal or, or, or ritzy or something, but then she died and he got like phased out of shit so he had to run away. Or it was like he was royal and like didn't want anything to do with that life and so he left it. I could fucking sworn there was a different version of this movie. I could also be conflating it with a completely different movie. I have no idea. But yeah. Part of me though is like, eh, it's just as bullshit as the Edward thing. So like, why not? You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he gets out, and now we have the the big boss fight.
1: Yes. Uh where so Heath Ledger slash William gets to the final boss battle with Count Adamar. And his beloved is nowhere to be seen, which kind of lowers his like morale. Yeah, morale. And so he gets kind of whacked around for like the first couple of times. Like <sighs> he, like Adamar gets a blow.
0: But isn't Adamar? So, this is another thing, too, because Adamar's cheating, right?
1: Oh, yeah. He spiked, like, the tip. He spiked so... the
0: tip, and he... Like, the, they blunt them. They put a yeah. little blunting. His yeah. just happens, of course, be like, oh, black fist. And I'm like, of course, evil guy's punching you with yeah. a stick. And this, this lady gives him his, his... Fuck, what are these things called? Lance. And he's like, is it good to go? And she goes, they assured me it's nothing but sugar and, like shoe oil or something. And I guess the implication is that the top fist will just shatter. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like a metal. Yeah. It just looks metal. And then yeah like Amber said underneath is like a point. Like it's like gonna skewer.
1: Yeah. And so he gets like hit in the shoulder and he's kind of like all fucked up. Mm -hmm. Um, But he still keeps going and then he gets hit again and this time it like ruins his like actual like armor and so he has to take it off and it fucks up his arm too
0: yeah because when he gets hit first the spike piece of splinter of wood goes into his shoulder like it's in him and they take it out and the second time fucks him up because he can't breathe yeah because they rip it out and he can't hold the lance anymore and he drops it and adamar just pops him again yeah and so And we didn't talk about the rules of jousting, but you need three three general hits to win. Yeah, two points if it hits your head, three points if you knock the dude off. But a point if you hit him above the belt with the stick. That's so.
1: This last one, he has to basically knock this guy off the horse. Who's never been knocked off a horse? Yeah, they make a point. So he's like, okay, he takes his armor off because he can't breathe. Um, so heroic. He has Alan Tudyk wrap the... The lance. The lance to his arm. And right at that moment when he's about to go, um, he sees his father. With Jocelyn he, yeah, with in the Jocelyn. rich people box. Yes. And so that, like... Boosts his morale. Yeah. He's like, I'm ready to go beat the shit out of this guy.
0: Without any art. He's just wearing this flowing tunic. Yeah. And he is like, <laughs> it was very heroic. Like yeah. final ride is, is yeah. fucking great.
1: And he lands a blow on Adamar
0: And dodges Adamar's blow. Yeah. So he doesn't even get hit. Yep.
1: And Adamar is just flying through the air. Yep. And there's this weird like sequence where he's just like, like you said, it was yeah. like seeing the life
0: seeing because your life flashing before
1: your eyes because it didn't look like he was on the ground yet like like it looked like he was floating but he sees all of them in a circle looking down on him and basically just like
0: yeah because the whole movie heath ledger keeps telling adam are like the last thing you'll see at the end of all of this you'll be like the last time you see me it will be you looking up from the ground at me And so this like vision, this like life before his eyes vision is he's like floating just above the ground and you have the main core cast, minus Jocelyn, like the core troop here. Mm -hmm. Each one leans in with each phrase and they say, You have been weighed.
1: You have been measured.
0: And you absolutely
1: have been found wanting.
0: Welcome to the new world. God save you, if it is right that he should do so. And he's, they say his line back to him. They smile and just all disappear. And then yeah. back to the present. He's like in mid-flip off of a fucking horse. Yeah. And he smacks face face first into the ground.
1: Yeah, so Heath Ledger wins. Everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. His father's like crying. Yeah, because like- Jocelyn...
0: I'm glad they did this because Jocelyn's like, he won. And he's like, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, let's remember this guy didn't <laughs> yeah. see any of that. He just heard <laughs> people smashing together.
1: <laughs> and, so, and then, of course, Jocelyn comes down and they start Big heroic out. make out. Yeah. yeah. And, All to
0: some pop song. Yeah. I don't remember And what.
1: then you have that small bit with uh, Paul Bettany who's like, I should write about oh, yeah. tale. Oh, yeah.
0: Which just happens apparently to be the first chapter in the Canterbury Tales yeah. isn't something. He goes, "I should write this down." And they're like, "What the like, the tournament, like all the kings." And he's like, "No, just like the whole thing, like the yeah. he says something like the human experiences is, yeah. is the and then he's like, whatever.
1: except for you, and to it's Alan, like, Tudyk. Alan Tudyk, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, and that's basically Credits. where it ends. And then
0: we get have no, we get a post credit scene. Before Marvel started doing it, the stupid farting one, yeah, where where Alan yeah. where Alan Tudyk sharts. Oh yeah, (laughs) I assume they're like have like a weird. The end of this movie is like a weird farting competition. Like Paul or Mark Addy's like sitting there, and he like leans up and it's like, and they're like ha ha, ha." they're like drinking and sitting on something "Ha, ha ha, and so then Paul Bettany like leans up and. And they're like, ah, and then Kate, the blacksmith girl, is like, Pfft. and they're like, hey, and then Alan Tudyk, like, gets, he leans up and he goes, Pfft. and they're like, ah, next round's on uh. you, and then, like, boom, the movie's over. It didn't need to happen, but it happened, yeah. and that was weird. I don't feel like it took away from the movie, but it was a strange extra little bit. But yeah, now that we've gone through it, Amber, come on, like, what do you, did you like this movie?
1: Yeah, it was entertaining enough.
0: Yeah? Like, was it what you expected going into it?
1: No, but I also didn't realize it was, like, PG. Was it PG? Yeah, I think so. Unless I'm reading that wrong. I was like, holy shit, that's, like, nothing. Yeah. You're
0: absolutely right. It's a PG movie.
1: Should have been, like, PG-13. <laughs> but
0: honestly, why? Why Nothing happens in this well, movie the that's, nudity.
1: Like- I yeah, you're a good
0: point. Like yeah, I feel like I feel like that much. But I feel like ass, back yeah. then
1: were like not as hard as like today, where it's like bordering on PG-13 or R.
0: Oh, do you think this was maybe in that? Since everything was just oh so edgy in the early 2000s, yeah. it's that like lull. Because you're right, there's a lot of betty ass in the beginning of this movie.
1: Yes, a lot. And and then you're right. That would sex. be.
0: Yeah, but they don't show anything. It's not like Jocelyn's even from like even like they don't even show like her bare shoulders in this movie. I know. So I guess man butt doesn't mean PG thirteen. I don't know. It seems now that you mention it, it seems kinda weird. I love the the tagline for this film. He will rock you. (laughs) Like I feel like there's there must have been so many fucking like 70s 80s rock puns thrown around like he'll rock you like a hurricane or something like that (laughs) or you know whatever um yeah I I found watching this now as an adult and not I think last time I saw it I was maybe like 16 17 it's been a long time since I've seen this movie I feel like watching it now I love this movie so much more than I did as a kid, like it was fun to me as a kid. I was like, this is entertaining enough. I love the soundtrack, and it was a cool little like anachronistic, you know, night story. But it's not trying to pretend like it's being accurate, so it's like, who cares? Um, but now like watching it, just especially with like the whole idea of the music and the dancing, just being like a way to show what this meant. It was just cool. Like I was like, oh, this is just kind of like adds another layer to this movie that I really appreciate. Is it like high art? No.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, this movie giddies the fuck up in the beginning. Yeah. Like you you get thrown off because you think it's at the climax and it's not, but you don't feel bad about it because the movie just kind of keeps going. Like I don't know. This movie does a does a lot of things that I would consider like sinful nowadays. Or the things like like there's how many montages in this movie? Two or three montages in this film? Nowadays, I feel like when movies do that, it's like the worst fucking thing in the world. Like, I didn't come here to watch a fucking montage. This movie somehow manages to, like, make it entertaining and, like, keep you in it. And I think it's because it doesn't try to pretend like it's anything more than what it is. It's a romance, an almost satirical romance, tied in with, like, a jousting tournament. There is no higher, like, we need to fight the king, or we need to stick it to the rich people, or we need to do this whole extra you know, high level potential spinoff causing fucking event. It's just like, yeah, I'm a dude. I want to win these fucking tournaments and beat this guy. And I also want to get this girl at the end of the day. So cool. And everyone else is his friends along for the ride who they flesh out enough to where you're like willing when it's just when it's everyone but Heath Ledger. You still want to watch it. Unlike a lot of other movies where it's like, oh, if it's everybody but Iron Man, then you're just like, fuck this movie. Like, I don't give a shit. Or whatever. I'm ragging on the MCU again, but you guys get what I mean. Hmm. All that being said, Amber, what would you rate this movie? Would you suggest people watch this movie? And then kind of like our Halloween thing, um, so far we've watched this and we've watched the Green Knight. Those two, where are they where are they lining up for you within this month so far?
1: So I would give this one a 7.9 out of 10.
0: Oh damn.
1: Yeah. it was good. Um, but it was also very 2000s. So not like that's like a bad thing because there's plenty of good movies from like the 2000s. But it's definitely one that like you would watch like for fun. Yeah. And like, I think what saves it is like the acting, like how everyone's just kind of in on it. This just oh, like having we're having, fun. yeah, we're just having fun with this, yeah, it's not to be taken seriously. So on that note, I would definitely recommend that people watch it at least once. And um for the ranking for Nights of November, I would definitely put Green Knight first, okay, and then the second.
0: Nice. Yeah, I think the one of the best parts about i think in a lot of movies like hellboy is another movie i think of when i think of stuff like this because it's like clear especially hellboy 2 because it's like clearly the cast is just having fun being these characters they're just dick it's almost like they're just dicking around pretending like it's like it's like if they said okay you guys go to this go to this ren fair and uh we'll just film it you know and they just start filming i'm like yeah this is a movie (laughs) they just like went and did it but it's not it's not that like unorganized but it's like you could tell they're just kind of having fun with it um really if i ever meet paul bettany real life i'm gonna ask him if he still has that fucking hanger coat that he wears with the black fur at the end god (laughs) damn that thing was fine um i want that coat Mm -hmm. but yeah i this is really tough for me and i think nostalgia might be fucking with my rankings a little bit here but I feel like I'd give this movie, like an, eight point seven out of ten. Okay. Because like I really enjoyed this movie, I think some of the directorial choices with the I mean I keep talking about it but like the directorial choices with the movie, or the music, fantastic. I loved it Mm -hmm. because it made me under it made me kind of feel for that more while making it accessible and not like. Stupid, like oh, we're just doing covers of David Bowie, oh, oh but it's medieval. And it's like, yeah, that's funny once. Let's not do it a bunch. And they didn't do it at all. And I think it worked out. Um, I, but there's some problems with it. You know, like I don't care. Like the romance I get is like a central part, but it doesn't quite age well. I feel like in 2021. Like she's toxic as shit. Okay, like she's just super fucking toxic, and it makes her kind of unlikable. Yeah, in the middle. And it makes me kind of go, why the fuck are we even wasting time with this? I'm just glad they don't try to set up like a love triangle with the blacksmith girl at all. Because that would have just been too much for this movie. I don't really care for that. I feel like the bullshit, he's from an ancient royal line thing, could have maybe been a little bit more tongue-in-cheek than it was. Because like even if he just turned and kind of winked at William, like... And said that, mm-hmm. I would have been fine with it. Because it's like, obviously it's bullshit. If I'm expected to actually believe that that's a thing, that's stupid as fuck. And it's lazy. Like, it's dumb. But, you know, other than that, it's fun. I feel like other movies do this type of plot of like, let me pretend to be the person that I can do this thing. I mean, there's I can't remember what it is. There's something that does the same exact fucking thing. But I don't remember what it is. Would I suggest people watch this movie? Absolutely. Like, I would... This is a movie that like... I think is so accessible because it's not trying to be anything more than it is that you could just have it on. Like you just like, if you just like, Oh man, I need some background noise. You could play this. And at any point in this movie, you could pretty much jump in and just be like, Oh yeah, I get it. Like I get what's going on. That's fine. He's trying to win this. Oh, him and the girl must be fighting. Oh, so like they're making up. Okay, cool. He still has to beat this guy because the same The plot stays pretty consistent from the beginning to the end of the movie. There is no, like, extra added twists so much where it's like, oh, what's going on now? Fuck, I don't know. Like, it's like, he's jousting. He needs. They even make it simpler by removing him with the swords. (laughs) Like, in the beginning of the movie, they're just like, I don't want to do the swords anymore. Movie just got that much more simple, like, to follow. It's fun, but it's not so mindless where it's like, hey, let me be stupid and you're just going to go along with the stupid ride like fast and furious or some shit you know or transformers even by transformers is a great example of like look at the pretty explosions you don't care yeah. like you know and like there's the plot and plot doesn't matter just things are happening you're just watching colors on a screen at this point point. <laughs> and then my ranking okay i think the green knight is a better film it is a better piece of cinema than A Knight's Tale. That being said, I stand by what I said in the last episode. I could probably only watch The Green Knight, like, once a year. It gives you a
1: lot.
0: Mm-hmm. It, like, it gives you a lot that you could just sit and think about. Yeah. This movie, I could watch this a couple times in a year. I mean, I don't, I don't need to. <laughs> like, if someone was like, which one would you rather take on a desert island? It would be A Knight's Tale. So, I think... Desert Island style, Knight's Tales is the one, the winner, but I think as far as film goes, The Green Knight is a much better film than this. This is pretty simple, not exactly like high art, like yeah. I said. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick kind of agree with you. I think Green Knight than this. For all you cinema cin, cinema buns out Cinephiles. there, you're, you're the cinema buns out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, if you ask me for a desert island, between the two, though, this is what's coming with me because I could just have it on all all day and it's fine.
1: When you say desert island, I think like Jack Sparrow with his like trunk. There you go. What's of, in like, what's instead in your trunk of rum? Yeah, it's movies. It's
0: movies. Ooh, that's a great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to start thinking about that for future future themes. Amber's desert island trunk of movies. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yes, let's do it. But. We're not doing that next week. Amber, can you tell us how we are continuing our nights of November marathon?
1: Yes. So next week we'll be doing King Arthur Legend of the Sword Dead. from 2017.
0: That's right. We are gonna take on the Guy Ritchie King Arthur film with Charlie Hoonan and and I think Jude Law's in this movie too. Um from 2017, I have heard nothing but less than amicable things about it. But hey, it's got Guy Ritchie, and he directed one of your favorite movies. So... Yes. We'll see. Maybe, maybe Amber will end up like really liking
1: this movie. We'll see. Out of nowhere, <laughs> out of nowhere Brad
0: Pitt as like a, a Romani fellow comes yeah. in. <laughs> you like Dag's King of it? Um, <laughs> anyway, join us next week when we talk uh, King Arthur and... Wait, King Arthur, and no, King Arthur colon legend of the sword, sorry. Uh, but until then, I am one of your hosts, Thomas.
1: And I'm Lady Amber.
0: And this is So What Happens Next. We'll
1: see you guys next week. <laughs>